Okay, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, good evening, everyone, as we uh, continue uh, our study of the book of Joshua and uh, chapter 7. After we're done with, uh, with uh, Jericho and we took our time studying Jericho and going through it and knowing what's happening and everything, we come again to, to uh, another uh, chapter, another uh, cycle, if, if I may say that, another stage of, of, of our own um, struggle. Again, as we said from the beginning, we cannot look at uh, Joshua as just the, the history and the story, but we look at it as the application of that and the teaching that we have. And also, as we said always, and we always say, uh, finding Christ and looking at Joshua as the prototype of Christ himself. So when we, when we come to chapter seven, you know, the one question that comes to mind again, that, uh, that something that actually uh, happened in, in, as, as uh, Moses was, 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 was uh, describing the, the land to the people. And, uh, and, and uh, in, in Deuteronomy 11, 11, it says Moses described the land, the promised land as a land of hills and valleys lands of hills and valleys, right? And I'm sure that comes very, um, uh, hits home, right? Hills and valleys meaning what? Ups and downs, right? So was he only talking about geographical? Probably not, right? But more and more describing our own life, right? Life that is, again, although it is the promised land, but it's still what? ups and downs, hills and valleys. And as we were saying, you know, you probably, you know, lose a battle, but you don't lose the, the war, right? Because why, as we said from before, the war is already won, right? So it's something that's very, very important. Again, it's not an excuse and it's not something that's okay, well, we just have to live, you know, kind of uh, 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 not watchful and not paying attention and not faithful because this is what it is. And we just kind of like go through the cycle. No, that's not the intention at all. But the intention again is to know that that you know in our spiritual life it's always ups and downs, always hills and valleys, right? But as as uh, uh, the fathers say that even though it's ups and down, but the curve is still ascending, right? There is a there is a difference between you know have a straight line and going up and down in your place, right? And then if you look at a graph, there is an up up and down, but there's still the the totality of the of the uh, graph is what is ascending, is increasing, is going, reaching somewhere, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So it's something that, that we need to keep in mind as we, we go through chapter, chapter seven. Another thing that we go through chapter seven also is uh, um, knowing, knowing something that's very, very important that's in the, 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 describing and in dealing with the uh, people of God, right? Whether that's in the Old Testament or now as his people, the sin of one affects everybody else. And you see this very, very obvious with the story of Achan, right? Very, very obvious. And that's why we keep asking like, it's not fair. Why would God punish the whole nation because of one? But again, as we will look at it and as we see with God, he, he had the whole people as his own, right? His, as we said before, his, his precious possession, right? Something very, very, very precious to him. So one will affect everybody else. And we'll talk about this more and more as we look at this. The other thing that is very important also as we're describing and as we're going through chapter seven is the fact that, that uh, the obedience, right? obedient because from the beginning god said you know don't do that right god said while you know achan did not obey but also another thing to look at it from 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 the the the, the, the whole chapter is and you know you, you can look at it and you can just kind of like think about it but uh, but uh, uh, the, the 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 plans of joshua in the beginning right as we will read the text itself, you know, he's actually planning and going and actually, you know, planning in a way that is kind of like different, right, than normal, different than his normal relationship with God, if I may say that, 
right? And not knowing also that actually there's something that happened in his camp, right? So he's the commander, right? And he's moving on with plans and let's do this and let's do that. Not knowing that again, something happened. Again, you know, how can you, he know, you know, it's one person in the midst of, you know, 600,000 soldiers or whatever, but still, you know, the idea of being, being aware of it. Another thing also that's very, very important, you know, you, you, you see this, the more you read more of, of, the, of the commentators and of the uh, um, uh, analogy that they always say that, that uh, Jericho is, is the world and uh, AI is the flesh, is the, the ego, is myself, battle, the battle against myself. And we'll see why this is, but it's very, very important concept to look at it this way, right? Because as we always say, and I'm sure we heard this hundred times before, that the most dangerous and the most stronger enemy is what? Is yourself, is myself, right? So how we here again, you know, some of the commentators look at this this way, that Jericho is, they were able to conquer the world with God's uh, direction and with God's actually, God is the one who, who, who conquered. But then when you come to yourself, it's hard, it's hard. I'm just uh, hearing a story about Alexander the Great, you know, in, in Greek and all the mighty of Greek and how much he was mighty warrior that he conquered the whole world. But then he died as an alcoholic. He couldn't conquer his own self, right? So it's kind of a very important concept, very important concept. Because again, here, as you read the text, you can see that this is the self, right? The, the fight was against the self, right? which is very interesting also, you know, how much God has given us, but then when we come to ourselves, we're not able to, 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 to fight that. We'll, we'll see how and where. So those are things kind of like interesting in the beginning. Uh, the text itself is, is very, very much in details and in depth. So uh, we'll try to, 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 to get the, 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 the uh, main point of the text and of the chapter and, and kind of classify it in a way that we can understand what's happening with it. If we do, I was looking at it, you know, from, from the beginning of the chapter till probably verse 10 or so, it's more of, of the, the, the sinner, the one who made the mistake, right? And then after this, he goes on with the mistake itself, the sin itself, what was it? And then after this, he goes on again to, to how, how uh, uh, God is dealing with that, with the consequence of that. So let's, let's take it this way, like the, the sinner, Achan, right? Who is he and what is he described and everything? And then the sin itself, what happened? What was the uh, uh, transgress transgression? And then the consequence or the result of that, right? So let's read first the first 10 verses and then we go, go on from there and see uh, what is, what, what's the, 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 the take from it. And, and you see, you start this from the beginning of, of the chapter. They know it, it's kind of interesting. Again, as we said before, there is no, in the original, there was no division between chapters. But again, the way it was, it is, it is uh, 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 divided here. It starts with but, <laughs> right? So you're like, okay, there is something's going to happen, right? So it's, it's in, in, in the original, it's, it's the, 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 the uh, wa, which is again in Arabic, what ends conjunction between something and something. So why is that? Because at the end of chapter six, if you go back to chapter six again, what was the end of chapter six? Joshua became so famous, right? But also there was what Joshua's curse, right? In, in 626, Joshua laid an oath on them at that time saying, cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city, Jericho. Like don't want you to do anything with it. All the cost of his firstborn shall be laid its foundation, and all the cost of his youngest son shall be he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. But <laughs> so when you see it, when you read it this way, you see that something is coming, right? You know, here is here is the, the, the victory, here is Joshua's curse, and here is the declaration that, as we said last time, that Joshua Joshua's fame become, became all over the world but there's always a but. 
But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zebedee, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. I'm going to read it first, and then we'll stop at it. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out A, or Ai, as they say it. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. Remember, again, as you said, the battle against the self. Remember this, as you can see it from the text itself. It's very, very clear, very clear. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of their men and chased them before the gates, before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. For the first time here, you see the heart of the people <laughs> melted, not the heart of the enemy. Right. Just kind of also playing on the, on, the, on the words itself and like how, you know, that was great victory that the heart of the enemy melted in the kings, but now actually there's no difference. There's no difference. The heart of the people melt and became, and even more became as water. He didn't say that before. Right. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alice, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? <laughs> o Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? As if it's his problem, right? Like, what are you gonna do about your name? Right? Oh, again, all this, he has no idea what's, what's happening, right? The Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. I'll just stop at this point. Again, text is very, very interesting. And the text is very actually, uh, 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 in a way also, I don't wanna say funny, but kind of sarcastic in a way, right? Like here's Joshua, the commander, right? That is all about how can we plan for this, right? And, not knowing that there is something bad. And then God's coming to him and said, hey, you know, something is happening. Be careful, something is happening. So let's take it step by step and see what's, what's in it. Uh, because it's, 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 as I said, it's very, very, uh, uh, it, it hits home actually. AI hits home, right? Because it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the, 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 the story of everyone, the story of everyone, right? Chapter seven, Joshua chapter seven. And it's not only that, but it's also, as we said from the beginning, and as we, 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 we mentioned that when Moses is, was, was, was describing the, the promised land, he said that it's a land of what? Hills and valleys, ups and downs. So something that tells us that, uh, that it's, it's kind of expect that, but also be careful not to get there, right? So as I'm saying, it's not, uh, 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 not an uh, excuse for anything. Interestingly, also, the name of the person himself, Achen, Akan, what does it mean? It's funny, again, and when you look at, 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 at the text, you look at the names and wonder, like, you know, but there's always a meaning for the name and whether the name is after the fact or the fact after the name, but still, you know, from the beginning, God is trying to say something. Akan is actually a troubler. <laughs> and that's later on when, when, when in 725 and 24, when, when the Lord says, uh, or Joshua says that you have brought trouble to Israel <laughs> because your name is trouble, troubler. Right? The one who brings trouble, 
right? So it's it's very interesting again, and 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 get us to 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 reflect on ourselves, like you know, uh, again maybe that's not our name, but as a character, as an identity, right? You know, his name was Troubler, a person that brings trouble, right? In a way, I need to ask myself, you know, again, my name is not Aiken, but am I as a person bringing trouble or bringing peace, bringing people to sin and be people to 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 pay the price? or I am actually a source of blessing, right? And interestingly also, not only that, but if you look at the, at, at the beginning of the chapter itself, right? Something that's very, very, very interesting, but the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. But the people of Israel broke faith. This is how the chapter is starting. Again, while who broke the faith? One person, right? So again, the, the point of, of this, and you see this again repeated in verse 10. The Lord said to Joshua, get up, why have you fallen on your face? And then verse 11, Israel has sinned. Again, why is that? He didn't say Achan sinned. He didn't say there's something, there's a problem in, in, in your midst, right? But he, he gave the totality of Israel has sinned. Israel had broken the oath. The people of Israel broken the right? Why do you think that is? Yes, Steve. Okay. Haven't didn't bring it up. Didn't okay. So this is one thing, let me just repeat this, so just in case people are not, one thing David is saying that because the people who are surrounding him, they should have had some kind of, of, of uh, 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 responsibility, right? That they didn't say anything about. Okay, this is one thing, what else? Yes. 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 God from the beginning, that's a very important point. God from the beginning, as he's, he's, he's describing and he is, he, is, he is calling his people, he's calling his people as one, right? My people, right? My son, Israel, right? My bride, Israel, right? So, in God's eyes, this is actually all one, right? Which is the same thing actually now. This is exactly the same thing that St. Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, about the body of Christ, right? We all the body of Christ and we are members of the body of Christ, right? The same idea. So when you talk about, about this and you see exactly how St. Paul is writing his, his letters, it's all from, from that. With all his, his knowledge and all his uh, being indulged in the in the in the Old Testament in the Torah, they didn't bring, they didn't come up with a new with a new theology. No, it's the same thing here, right? My people, right? That people is the body of Christ, and even as we say, even in 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 normal way of thinking, again, there isn't a body that okay, my finger is uh, killing me, but you know what, I'm okay. No, right? Any member in the body that is sick, the whole body is sick, right? So here he's saying from the beginning when he's talking, but the people of Israel broke the faith. And then he repeats it again and repeats it again. So the idea again that he's talking to, again, this is, you are responsible. You are all one. You're all one. What else do you think about that? People online, you can feel free to jump in anytime. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. The whole, the whole army is, is punished. Yes. Right. Yes. That reminds me back home when we have a class that is not. Uh, uh, behaving and nobody wants to see who did it. And then the whole class has been punished, right? <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, so this is kind of like, like, like a general concept, right? It's not just one person, no, because the one person affects it. And this is a very, very important concept to us now as a church and as people of God. And this puts more responsibility on each one of us. Again, we hear this a lot. No, it's my life. I can do whatever I want to do with it. No, you can't. Because my strength will bring the strength to the people. My weakness will, be, will bring weakness to the people. And that's even more, sometimes we hear this, those of us who, who are in service for a long time, you hear this always that as a servant, you're supposed to repent on behalf of your people. It's like, what does that mean? Why, how can I repent on behalf of my people? Because we are all one. So when I feel the, 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 the sins of the other, and I'm offering repentance for them, this is on me. And moreover, in our families. Right? So the oneness is not, I was just talking about this last Monday in Chicago, talking about the family. The family is what? Is a little church. And the family is, is every, every group together that is a family. We call our congregation a family, right? The family of St. George, right? So when I come to the family and see something that is not right or something that the person is doing or I heard something, it's my responsibility. As saying my, as a, as a, as a member. Not me as a priest. Definitely, it's my responsibility as a priest. But as members of the church, it is our responsibility. Otherwise, we are not we are not understanding the meaning of that. We're not understanding the meaning of being one. Right? When we pray the liturgy, you said that so that we become one body and one spirit. That's what we pray in the liturgy. That means if we are one body and one spirit, then that one person that is sinning is bringing everybody. And the one person that is strong is bringing strength for everybody. So it's, it's very, very important concept in, in all levels. Again, whether you wanna talk about the family as a church family or our own families, right? Again, if, if we see this a lot, for example, if one of the parents, for example, is not a good model, right? And then, well, I don't know why my kids are going. You figure it out, right? And it's very, very, very important and very dangerous. There is a story, I think, about Abu Nabishoy Kamel from Alexandria at one point that uh, uh, one of the, of the mothers came to him and screaming and crying, you know, my daughter, she's, she's away and she's doing this and doing that and help me, help her, pray for her. She said, well, do you pray? The Abuna is talking to the mother, do you pray? She says, no, I don't. So don't do anything, but for the next, I, I can't remember the exact details, but for the next period, whatever that period is, pray and make sure that you pray in front of her, that she sees you praying. And repeating this and repeating this, after a while, she came and said, the, the, the daughter is actually now back again. Right? Why? Because she saw a model in front of her. She saw the power of the prayer. She saw that the person that's actually very, very, very dedicated regardless. Right? So lots of times when we as parents probably, you know, feel or, or, or complain about our kids, I think we need to look at ourselves. And I'm a parent myself and I'm talking to myself. We need to look at ourselves and see, what are we doing, right? Are we bringing that spirit or I am bringing actually a curse? Very important. So the story of Achan is not just a story. You know, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's very important for us to understand that and to know exactly uh, the, the implications of that and where is this. Right. As we said earlier, the, 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 the land is the land of hills and valleys, right? But we need to know what is the cause of the defeat and how can we handle the, 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 the defeat itself, right? And we'll see this throughout the, 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 the story and throughout the book also, right? How we can handle it and how we can, what causes that? What causes that? So we, we talked about Akan, which is again, uh, uh, the meaning of uh, troublesome, a person who's bringing trouble. So he, his name is like that, right? And then uh, the, 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 
the other thing that we were talking about is the that one person can bring damage to everybody else, right? There are even some examples from the Bible itself. Okay, can you can we can maybe think about some examples that we know from the Old Testament itself that a person brought uh, uh, death, not literally death, but brought problem to the whole people. The most famous Abuna Adam and Eve. Definitely from the beginning, yes. Adam and Eve, yes. Till now, <laughs> from one person that brought in, you know, corruption to the whole. Definitely, thank you, Dr. Sinif. Who else? Another very famous example. Cause division. What is that question, Abuna? Examples from the Bible, especially from the Old Testament, that one person brought damage or cause damage to the whole people. David, when he, when he sinned. Definitely. David, when he sinned. And more, even his son, Solomon, right? Because of Solomon, which was actually the cause of David already. But again, Solomon also, his, his, his own uh, life, in a way, was the, the, the result of the division of the kingdom, right? And the two, uh, the, the northern and the, and the southern. Uh, something that's actually, it didn't happen, but God had actually uh, 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 warned him in the story of, uh, of uh, Abraham, right? When he was going to lie about, when he lied about his wife, about Sarah, right? And that was, was going to bring damage to the whole, to everybody else, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's important to understand that. It's important to know that this is something that is, is very dangerous, right? Another example, I was reading uh, Jonah in the ship, right? Jonah was running away and wasn't, was disobedient. And because of him, the whole ship and the whole uh, uh, people on the ship were going to, to die. So be careful. Again, you know, it's something that makes us careful that maybe you know, I am careless or I don't care. Or I think it's, I'm only damaging myself, but definitely not. Definitely not. And, and that's why us, even all as, as a church, the church today must look diligently, must look diligently. There is a, there is a, there is a, a verse in Hebrews 12, 15, that's kind of very important actually, very kind of relate to this in a way. It says, lest any root of bitterness spring up causing trouble. Be careful lest any root of, lest a root of bitterness comes and cause what? Cause trouble. Again, trouble is the meaning of Achan. Achan. Right? So be careful with that. We, sh we should be careful with that. So what else is happening here? So the, the, the story again of God from the beginning saying that, okay, the, or, or the, or the, or the uh, narration itself or the narrative itself from the text itself starts with, but the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, and the tribe of Judah. Why the name is in so much details? Who is he coming from where, from where, from where, and also from the tribe? Why is that? What do you think? Okay, so the one thing that this person actually exists and he is who he is and he is from the tribe of so-and-so, from the son of so-and-so, right? Yes, yes, that's one thing also, yes. I think it relates to the first point that we're talking about, that he's actually, because as we will see later on, how we need to be brought in tribe by tribe and family by family and, 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 and house by house till they end up with, with, with Achan, right? And in all that time, he even didn't come up and come up front and say, okay, I did it. Not till he was. Right? But the idea again of, of that, that, that he belongs to this family and he brought in that not only on his family, but in, on those. So I think it's, it's more of, of uh, proving the first point that we talked about, which is again, the totality of the damage, the totality of the damage. 
It's not only one person. I can look it up, but I'm sure there is there is something else into it. Yeah, a little bit of travel. <laughs> you know, it kind of developed into the into the troublemaker himself, right? Right. But actually, what's in, what's interesting also is the name of AI, the the, the city itself. I, it's a heap of rune. So a heap of rune, of, heap of rune became what had victory over the people of God. See the 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 uh, irony in that, right? Heap of ruin became over and took over and was stronger, right? And that's again goes back again to our own struggles. Like that's why, as we said earlier, we need to know what is the cause of the defeat, right? The cause of the defeat. So at one point here, that we give so much power to a heap of ruin, right? Whether that is again, you know, our our uh, uh, whatever that we are allowing to take over us, at the end, it's a heap of ruin. Right? If we're thinking about time, for example, as we said last time, thinking about money, thinking about about uh, as we said earlier, the, the fight of AI is the fight of a person against himself, fight fight against the 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 the, the ego. Right? At the end, it's what it's a heap of ruin. Right? So all those things kind of give us an idea more and more of the strength and of the actual uh, struggle that, that we are going through. So the, 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 the text keeps going on that, uh, that uh, after this and after declaring what's happening, and then it goes on to something that's very important again, which is what Joshua's own planning, right? And again, you know that the, the text doesn't say here, but it seems like again he is acting at this at this point and at this moment he's acting out of his own self, right? Again, remember that the, the battle of AI is a battle against the self. What did Joshua say? Joshua sent men from Jericho to AI, which is near Beth Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, "Go up and spy out the land." And the men went up and spied out AI. Which is okay, even though if he acted on his own, just like kind of normal practice at that time, just go scan the land and see what's happening. But look at what they said. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack AI. Do not make the whole people toil up there for they are few. What's the problem here? One of them, yes, go ahead, Dave. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he listened to them. He listened to them. And their message was what? They are nothing. They are not. I think uh, overconfidence in the self. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't go through that again. Yes, it's as Dr. Samir is saying, definitely. It's it's overconfidence, it's self-confidence to the point again. That's why we're saying AI represents the, the, the against the self, right? Which is very, very hard to defeat. Right. But if we're not paying attention to that, again, it causes really bad bad damage, right? And, 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 and here, the, the, the text says that they, they, they looked at it there because they are few. <laughs> the text is very specific, right? How they describe, for they are few, for they are few. So they returned to Joshua and said to them that, uh, or to him, don't just bring a couple thousand or so because they are few, they are few. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we, 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 we we probably uh, uh, fall into a lot when we start to have that self-confidence, right? And think that we can do it without, again, from the beginning, the, the, it's kind of interesting how fast they forgot, right? With all the might 
of, of, of Jericho and everything, but uh, at this come, uh, they come as their few. There is little, the actual meaning is little, small, little worth, hardly anything. So you see the very, very, very self-confidence that brought them into that, uh, that situation. And again, here, the commander, Joshua, whose fame is all over the earth now is what? Is, is listening to that, is listening to that, right? Which is again, very dangerous thing. No matter who we are, right? Don't just take things out of, uh, of, of what you think right away, right? Then, yes, go ahead. Okay. Mm. Mm. The the from before yes, but that that's the point. Also, is the message that even if the message is the same, but they at that time God intervened and told them, okay, it's not your fight, right? But even if the people are are their 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 heart melted from just hearing the story and everything, but still they've seen something in front of them that's very very strong, right? All the walls and the and the, and the uh, nature itself of the city itself still uh, wasn't something easy, right? But uh, but something that that uh, that again, but then the 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 kind of listened to 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 God. Right, and you see another thing here again. Somebody will, will will say, okay, well, why didn't God intervene throughout this this scenario? Right, like why didn't God say, okay, Joshua, no, don't do that, or wait, or something? Right. Number one, he didn't ask him. Number two, there is what there is sin. There is sin, and this is something that's very important. Lots of times we come and ask, and we try to pray, and we try to 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 read and try to expect God will deal with us in a very very normal way and we are ignoring or we are neglecting or we are not aware that there is something that is what wrong right and that's why later on I said let your people sanctify themselves right so the idea of that I can come and ask and pray and pretend that there is nothing is happening whether again that's intentional or unintentional like no that doesn't work this way I remember one time I was uh, I was traveling and I stopped at somewhere in the U.S. here, like between flights. And then uh, the moment I walked out of the gate, and then somebody uh, called me, Abuna. Okay, <laughs> I guess somebody was Egyptian working a Coptic, uh, working one of the stores in the, I think it was D.C. I think. And as I heard at that time, like from there, that like lots of people work in the, in the, at the airport. So, Abuna, can I can I talk to you? And I had like a few hours. Said, okay, sure. So he started to talk to me, and then. Uh, you know, giving me his history, you know, he's from a very, very good family and a very uh, pious family and faithful and this and this, and everything is, you know, I go to church and I, I know the Psalms, I know the Akbay and everything, and, and, but, but, uh, but, uh, but I don't feel God. I don't, you know, with all that, I'm not close to him, something is missing. So I kept praying as I'm talking, like I have no, I don't know this guy, I have no idea, I don't know what to say, I have not, nothing. But something came to my mind, said, there must be something, there must be something. And as we were talking and talking and talking, I don't even remember what was it, but as, as, as we were talking more and more and more and trying to dig together more and more, all of a sudden said, well, there is this thing, said, that's it, that's it. There's something that even himself couldn't, or maybe I don't know again, whether he he intentionally or or unintentionally, but he didn't bring it up. It was wasn't even on his mind. But it was something big. So it's very very important because lots of times, like okay, I don't know what why God is not talking to me. Well, there is something, something hidden and something again, whether hidden by intention or unintentional, but there is something that needs to be brought up. Exactly, again, if you go to a doctor, there's something and you're, you're missing one of the symptoms, one major symptom. And you keep going around and around, like, I don't know, everything looks fine. Then finally, oh, but by the way, I'm doing this and this, or something happened to me, it's like, okay, that's it. And the smart physician would put his hand right away. I said, that's, that is the problem. 
big, big issue with, with ourselves that actually looks like Joshua again uh, uh, skipped his mind that not knowing that there is a mistake in his, in his people. God then told him there is something, right? But again, if you go back to the text again, like throughout the text, why didn't God say from the beginning, said like, wait a minute, like don't do that or, you know, uh, uh, be prepared or, 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 because again, they're depending on themselves, number one, right? Number two, they are, or Joshua specifically as the commander, as the leader, wasn't aware, wasn't aware. Lots of times, this is why this is the importance again of having uh, regular, confessions and regular self-evaluation and regular uh, time to sit with ourselves because then we start to, 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 to bring up things and we start to dig deeper. And then we can say, okay, I think this. And then, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the spiritual guide that is really guided by the spirit, he, he, would, he would catch those things. This is why, this is why. Not an easy thing. Yes, David. Yes. Yes. We react to things that went wrong, but we don't don't we don't do it on a regular basis. That okay. Right. Right. That's the human nature. Yes, but that's again. That's why we have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will do what the person that have the Holy Spirit really active and fiery, the Holy Spirit will always, always, that's what he says, right? The Holy Spirit will what? Convict you for sin. There is something wrong. Something is wrong, right? And, and you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to, to, to catch those things. But again, with, with the world that we're living in and with the very busy life and with everything else, things accumulate and things just you know, let it go and, 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 and not knowing that actually it is a problem. In everything else, we say this also even in, in, in relationship, in marriage, right? If the newly wed couple that are actually, you know, something that's coming up and they're not paying attention to it. Again, or they are living the dream that everything is beautiful, everything is dandy and we have the best marriage ever. And they're avoiding. And that's why we always say, do not avoid. Do not avoid. Even if it's a very small little thing, well, but I don't want to bring it up. Well, you have to bring it up. Because if we don't bring it up now, after whatever years and with more stressors and with more anything else that's going to come up as, I can't take this anymore. And then like, where did this come from? We never talked about this before. Okay. So there are, there are lots of, of, of lessons from this. Right? Again, you know, the idea that I am responsible, whether that is responsible for a family or for a bigger family or for, you know, uh, a member of the body of Christ. And also the idea of, as you said, David, that's a very important point that the self overconfidence in ourselves makes us actually blind, blinds our mind and our heart from seeing ourselves, right? I am, there is, there is nothing wrong with me. Yes, David. Mm. Another situation to deal with. Yes. It, it is the point of not just the test, because again, you know, that what, what happened was basically because of, of the people decision, right? Or because Aiken decision, but God allowed this to go through. And then that's how actually we look at it this way, David, as we, we benefit and we, we learn from those mistakes, right? That's why, again, back again to the idea of a land that is what hills and ups and downs, hills and mountains, right? How can we come up again from that? We don't get stuck at the hill, right? But we know that, okay, it's, we were there, but there's always 
and even from, from, from the text itself, it's very interesting how God reacted to Joshua when Joshua fell on his face, right? And says, and Joshua said in verse seven, Joshua said, Alice, oh Lord God, why have you brought this people over? But then, um, where is it? In verse 10, the Lord said to Joshua, get up, why have you fallen on your face? Although he has the right and he has, you know, the condition itself is pushing him to be on his face. He's, you know, the whole people are defeated. He is the commander, so he is responsible. So the sin wasn't only against or committed by, by Achan, the whole people, right? So he, his normal position at this time would be what? On his face, right? But God's, God's amazing, you know, said, get up. Get up, why are you on your face, right? Deal with the problem. Right? There is a problem. You'll have to deal with it. You have to deal with the consequences. And you have to know that you'll have what, again, remember, as you said before, the victory is yours already. Right? So that, 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 that's a very important concept also that we need to, to look at. When God is telling Joshua, while he is actually very, he has all the reasons to him for him to stay on his face in front of the Lord. Right? So no, get up. Arise. All right, the actual thing is come, get up. And, and it's something that we, 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 we need to, you know, again, imagine with me if, if, if Joshua with all that and being, being, you know, again, the leader of, of the people of Israel, right? And, and God has given him all the power, all the strength. And now he's coming in front of God and he didn't even know, right? And God is saying, hey, where have you been? You know? There's something wrong going on. You are the leader. And he comes on his face and like, I don't even want to get up. Like just, you know, I, I wish the, 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 the earth will, 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 will open and swallow me. Right? But then he hears, he hears God's voice was Joshua. Right? Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Very interesting question. Like, don't you know, Lord? <laughs> don't you know? I've been so bad. I've been so irresponsible. I didn't teach my people right. I didn't, again, again, remember, AI is myself. I didn't teach myself right. right? I fell against myself, against my own pride, against my own desires, against my own lust, against my, against my own dreams. So just let me down because I can't get up. But he goes like, get up. Why are you following your face? I think it's very important and very strong and very uh, uh, powerful question that God is asking all of us each time, every time we fall, right? Why are you on your face? Because again, once you fall, it's comfortable to be down. Right? They have no energy. Just talking to somebody today, like you what know, heard bad news and then it just kind of like, you know what made me fall on my face. Like I'm really, then I went and did this and did this and did this and did this. Just, I'm broken. Once we're broken, we're very easy prey, right? Very. Like, I, don't even tell me to be watchful. But at that time, when God says, come, get up, why are you on your face? It's, really, it's amazing. Amazing concept. But I'm on my face because I've, I've, I'm wrong. I don't have even the power. Again, it brings to mind again, definitely right away, I've said this before, the story of, of uh, the Lord and, and the woman with the uh, with, uh, spirit of infirmity, right? Looking down, she cannot even get up again. It's like, oh, come. I'll, you are free from your infirmity. So when we are on our face, let's not avoid him. And let's not let that question that comes to you, to me, why, get up, why are you on your face? Let's know, let's take this as, okay, yes, you're right. I needed this question, right? It's very encouraging, very encouraging. He, 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 he got him up and was able to, because of that question, again, he didn't avoid the situation. And they had to deal with this with all the agony and with all the bitterness and with all the pain of that. Right? But that was needed in order for them to, to move on, to regain that victory again. The Lord said to Joshua, get up. 
Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. Back again to the point again. He didn't tell him Achan has sinned. Right? Israel has sinned. And it's kind of interesting also. He never told him who the person is. <laughs> like They had to go through the whole process. Right? Could have easily, you know, this person from this tribe, from this family have sinned, just go and kill him. <laughs> Why? Because the whole people have to go through this. Just imagine with me, all the 12 tribes are all, you know, the people are standing there and are waiting and, 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 and scared, right? Who did it? Who did it? Is it one from my family that didn't know? They had to go through that because again, in a way, the whole people sinned, Israel sinned. Israel sinned. It's very, very strong when you see God is talking to Joshua in this way, Israel sinned. And here you don't see any kind of, of argument from Joshua's point. At this point, like, okay, whatever God you said, right? You're the judge, you know what you're doing. So he didn't even like intercede, for example, like Moses did at one point. God, please don't destroy them, right? It's interesting. Why do you think Joshua didn't say anything like this while in a similar situation, Moses stood in front of God and said, please, God, don't destroy them. If you destroy them, destroy me also. Wipe my name. Why, why do you think that is? Could it be because Moses is historically a, a weaker character? And, and on many occasions, he had Aaron speak for him and had trouble doing certain things and following God's direction. Whereas Joshua is stronger. And when he messes up, he knows he messed up. Yes, but, but actually with Moses being weaker, Moses was able to stand in front of God and intervene and intercede for, for, for the people. But Joshua, as the fighter, as the commander, at this point, didn't intercede at all. Didn't say, well, God, sorry, you know, somebody, please do not wipe us. Please let it go this time. We're never going to do it again. Yes. Okay. He was given certain steps. We can say the same thing about Moses. Moses was given everything before. Very interesting question. What do you think, Dr. Tamir? I want to hear your, your answer. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Never. What do you think? Are you cold? Can turn it off, sorry. <laughs> I can see you. I can feel for you. <laughs> I'm responsible for you. <laughs> I don't know, but one, one, thing, one thing I'm thinking is the sin here, where, where was it? It was in the promised land. Which is different than the people sinning in the wilderness. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't mature yet. Right? The God was still working with them and they still had lots of, of ways to grow. Although God was, was dealing with them in, in several ways and in several things, but they were still in the wilderness. They were lost. Right? And if they're wiped at that time, there is, there is, there is no, nobody survived. Actually, the same question that Moses here said, in a way, Joshua said here, Moses said it in another way, but said it with the idea of, please forgive them. What will the Egyptians say about your people? You took them in the, in the wilderness to die over there? Right? And here Joshua is saying something kind of similar, but, but here the, the thing is, is I think it's, it, more, it has something to do, I think, again, you know, I'm just, just kind of like thinking with you and, 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 and looking at the text. Their sin was in the promised land after the baptism, after the crossing, after the victory, right? They're not still people who are lost in the wilderness, that they still need to be to, to give in more chances and more and more and more chances. But here at this point, they, they are there. So I cannot live in the promised land with any sin. It has to be eradicated. Because then they are established. So that small leaven will do what? Will affect the whole people. So I, I, again, you know, I'm just thinking with you right now, but I think it has something to do with where they're at right now. 
when when they when 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 Achan did this and sinned in the promised land, right? And why Joshua didn't say, okay, please let them let this time go? Because again, in a way, he has no excuse. Well, did they have excuse in the in the in the in the wilderness? Still, yes, the God was talking to them and God was dealing with them everything, but they're still not in the new, in the promised land. I don't know if it makes sense or not. I'm just thinking out loud with you, to be honest with you. I know I, I have no, no straight answer, but I, I'm just thinking at the text itself and like, you know, it, it must have something to do with them where they're at. They are in the promised land. They're in the promised land. And they're given all the promises. So, so yes, they were given commandments before and they were given promises, but they weren't in the promised land yet. But here, hmm? He has a bigger investment and bigger expectations, but only bigger investment, bigger expectations. I don't know, but it's something interesting to look at it and to, to think about it. Again, how the, 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 uh, were given all the opportunities and all the tools and all the process in order to bring them to that place, right? I think in a way, in a way, as I'm talking about it now, the last thing I'm seeing kind of reminds me with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, when, when St. Paul talks about something that is very, very important. And I think it relates, I don't know, but, but you tell me if it relates to this or not. Uh, Hebrews 10, when he says what? Hebrews 10, uh, 29. Can read it real quick and, and, and end with it as we are just kind of thinking about this, this uh, passage here. Hebrews 10 uh, and verse 29. One of the verses that are kind of like very, very actually harsh. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and was outraged the spirit of grace. The new, the, old, the, new, the, new, the, the promised land is the new covenant, right? So in a way, as, as St. Paul is given that answer, like, because he, he doesn't have, the people don't have an excuse, right? Yes, then they didn't have anything, but now they are in a way in the, it's not literally the land of grace, but in a way in the promised land where they were going to do that. And I think it, it hits us very, very harsh when we say that, okay, like, well, we, we like, no, we're giving everything, right? So why, again, why you keep, keep down and, and get stuck in the hill. Why don't you get up? We have the grace, we have the power, we have the blood, we have everything, we have everything. Right? So I don't know, but it's something that, that's worth thinking Thinking again. Like Joshua said, didn't, didn't argue that with God. He told him this is gonna happen. He said, okay, it will happen, it will happen. Because that is how they're going to actually move on and, and remember here they are, they are to inherit the, the land that was given to them. So they don't want anything to, pro, to, to, to stop that, that inheritance. Nothing to stop between the people and between the inheritance. Nothing to stop between us and between the inheritance. I know, I'm, maybe I'm uh, making things complicated, but, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very uh, important concept to look at it and to compare about what's, what's happening with them and what's happening with us now, right? Because this is, this is the promised land in a way. This is the rest that we are in. That's what St. Paul says, right? We are in the rest, right? in him. So that's why when we, when we, when we disobey in the rest, intentionally, it's not easy. It's not easy. We'll continue next time the rest of the chapter and see exactly what happened and then move on with that. Any questions or comments at the end? Okay, let's pray. In the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord, thank you, Lord, for this time. Ask, Lord, to give us the strength and give us the power and give us the grace, Lord, to continue, Lord, uh, faithful to you, Lord, and obedient to your word and to 
what you want from it. Here are prayer and supplication, praise all the saints, and Mary, St. George, and in your name, Lord, hear me, our Father who art in heaven. Give us a prayer. Give us a temptation. May the love of God, the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you go in peace, peace be with you all. Amen. Yes, Have a good night. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye.